Well, as you can probably hear, I'm in the <laughs> studio. Hi, I'm Steve, and I'm in the studio with Naomi Jansen. Hi, Stephen Fernley, and we are here with, for the second week in a row, we have Jackie Pfeiffer visiting to the Southern Highlands from Sydney. Hey, guys. Nice to be back. Welcome back. And um, we talked last week about Jackie is the director of the, um, the, the, uh, the film The Portal, which is coming out soon. You'll have to listen to our pre-session podcast from last week to, to find out a little bit. We didn't tell too Only much. Only a touch. And we're, yeah. we're still zip-lipped on this. We're a bit lip-zipped. Yep. Lip I'll, I'll, I'll come back in a few weeks and, uh, oh. and we can talk more deeply about it. But basically, yeah, it's a um, kind of exciting film book project, which is going to be getting released Internationally, the book uh, comes out here in Australia f- in July, mm-hmm. and then we've got yeah, f- sort of in various countries, um, staggered film and book release over uh, over the course of probably the next year, mm-hmm. just depending on um, what people are doing in their own territory. But yeah, so it's uh, going to be a busy time up ahead. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So no matter when you're listening to this uh, pre-session podcast, um, you can always go and look on the One Mind Live Facebook page to see. We will definitely have a link to the website for the portal where, where all the information will be um, updated and loaded in as it is. Like we said, this is a very advanced tease. So we can't go into more detail than that, but um, I'm excited to when, for when it gets launched and to see this wonderful book too because it's that's an experience of its all on its own mm. as well. So Stephen had a, a topic. I brought a topic to the table, and it's on a completely different note. And we have no idea what it is, by no. the way. And Jack doesn't know. No, so I you're don't gonna, know. This is what this is. Terrified. This is my offering <laughs> yeah. for this week for us to wrap on this. Okay. This is an article. Um, it, it's the article is from um, New Earth Media, but there's other other story, other articles on this, mm-hmm. and it's called Marijuana in Space. NASA discovers THC on meteorite fragment. What the hell? <laughs> is that like a legit website you got yeah, that yeah, from? No, this is multiple le- sources. <laughs> no, no, this <laughs> you is. Prefaced I know it with that. this is it. This is the bit where you go. What THC? So maybe that's how THC got into marijuana to start with. Is it's from meteorites? Yeah, it's that Pam spermia. Oh my God! Space concept. dust. Yeah, but the but. But the THC molecule, let me, but I'll look, that's all too much. Let me just read this quickly. It's a short article. Scientists recently found THC on a meteorite in space. The amounts found were small traces, but the fact that it was able to survive there for extended periods of time is very interesting. Where did it come from? Could it be that some type of conditions exist in space to produce the complex molecule without an organic process? I think given the fact that THC is one of the more complex biochemical compounds known to man, this theory is unlikely. What's interesting is that THC and cannabinoids in general seem to be a ready-made batch of compounds for the human body. Because we've all got Mm. receptors. Mm. The endocannabinoid system is the biological messaging apparatus that facilitates the body in healing and overall maintenance, which cannabinoids naturally work with. So what is this chemical that seems to be perfectly made for human biology doing in space? Just asking. (laughs) Just quietly. (laughs) A team of astrophysicists at the University of Hawaii. Oh, that says it, doesn't it? It's all that surf culture. <laughs> have created something. That's where you saw your UFO in Hawaii. Yes, I did. See, I, yeah. Did you know that, Jackie? Did no. I ever tell you? 
Yeah, I saw like such a legit UFO with like 2,000 people. Um, so uh, anybody listening to this, if you're on our website, onemonlive.com, mm-hmm. go to our blogs and type in UFO and you will find that podcast. Mm-hmm. I saw a UFO in Cooper Pedy. <gasps> legit. Stephen, you should see we the look on Stephen's face. It's de- better. He so badly de- wants to talk about UFOs now. Okay, well, sorry, we're talking about THT. <laughs> I know. THC I know. That's, that's, yeah, that's so Jack, much better. Come than back this. next week and we'll talk about UFOs. Um, so the University of Hawaii have created somewhat of a stir within the scientific community after the discovery of this, you know, meteorite. They found it in the Nevada desert in 2010. Maybe there's just some campers. I was just wondering if the scientists washed their hands before they started to play with them. (laughs) The team of researchers who analysed hundreds of meteorite fragments in search of microbacterial data found the THC. They've gone, what? Along with um, (laughs) Twinkies and and Hershey chocolate smudges. (laughs) The study that is funded by NASA is the first documented find of a psychoactive organic compound originating from outside of the Earth's atmosphere. Mm. A discovery that could revolutionise our modern view of psychotropic agents and their cosmic origins, inverted commas, admits astrophysicist James Hand, head of the research team. The discovery was clearly unexpected. These findings will have a profound impact on the science of astrobiology as a whole, admits a scientist visibly perplexed by the discovery. If psychoactive elements are found outside of this planet's atmosphere, what does it say about the rest of the universe? Dun, dun, dun. Bum, dun, dun, you know what else happened two weeks ago in Australia? I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline. Australian researchers um, have um, embarked on some a heavy-duty research project to study the effect of THC on brain cancer. Mm-hmm. So, THC in the news, along with tapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, But it's interesting because, I mean, the stuff of life, every single, the building blocks of everything we have on Earth comes from space. Yeah, and that's, and that's it. From space soup. So, does it mean there's other space dudes out there puffing on big joints? Maybe they maybe they make spaceships out of it. Who knows what they do with it? Seriously, like just because it's an organic compound on Earth, or we have receptors in our bodies. Yeah, for it. it's interesting because I don't like it. Yeah, no. Yeah, my brain does, does not, not like, like it. it. I've tried, 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 mm. and I don't have the experience others tell of. But when people talk about the kinds of experiences they have when they're high, I've had those. Mm. Without it, I wonder if I have THC naturally occurring in my body and if I... Well, you do. Your body does create it. Well, I think I know how to get at it without... I've known you for some years now and I think you have an abundance of it. 100%, right? Yeah. So that's why I think if I even have the slightest little bit of a something... It's too much, you OD. Probably. Yeah. People are like, oh, well, you took too much. Here, have this tiny little, like, you know, puff of smoke from six blocks away. And I'm like, duh, paranoia, I hate this. I can feel my eyelids clanging against my eyebrows. I mean, oh. Oh my God, yeah. it is not a good experience. Yeah, I mean, I just basically count my way through it, like, when will it be over? <laughs> so maybe that's true. Maybe I have not only the receptors, but the little bartenders in my mm. head that create it. What about you, Jack? Fess up. 
<laughs> Gosh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. Yeah. Um, I mean, TH, it's the THC oil. Is that what's all the rage well, at the moment? No, no, the, the, um, the... No, the, that's the, CMB the, or something. What's that? Yeah, um, it's, what is it called? Cannabinoid It's CBD. Oil CBD, CBD. It's the CBD oil and the okay. THC is not in there. What is the THC, the part that makes you kind of have fun? Yeah, that's the fun or the bit. freaky bit. Okay. Yeah. So the but so the CBD it's oil. It's got so many components mm-hmm. that they just take the THC out, and they and this and the CBD oils are still having this remarkable healing quality. Mm. But there are other people that say the THC has to be in there as a mm-hmm. as a complete thing, and you know for you to. But people are getting healing without the THC. Mm. But but there is, we know that it is working as as a as a healing thing for a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so here is, is everyone going, you know, got their dealer down the road. Mm. When in fact, it's actually coming in from outer space, man. That's <laughs> 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 I know. It's like you get raided and you're like, um, it's just a rock in my garden. Yeah, know. that landed through the roof. That's right. And sprayed mm. THC everywhere. So is the... the um... <laughs> it's the the THC doing the healing, or that the THC is helping your body activate parasympathetic the uh, it's, nervous system. Well, it's it's to kind do of its own that, healing. It's kind of that whole An activation um, tool. Yeah, it's that you need synergistic. Yeah, it's the synergistic effect. So that's why the guy that really pushed um, cannabis oil as a healing thing, guy, a guy called Rick Simpson, said, "No, you've just got to get high and deal mm-hmm. with it." while it fixes your cancer, which is incredible success mm-hmm. rate. But mm-hmm. it's completely overwhelming for a lot of people. It's just too much. So they take that bit out and they find that the CBD or the other components um, are also having a big healing effect as so well. So they work by themselves. So it doesn't require the THC. And you know what, that Australian um, study that I mentioned, maybe it wasn't THC, maybe it was marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking THC because you brought it up. I should actually look that up because if that's the case, because if it is the THC, then they've just extracted the THC, the, the that component, compound out. which I don't know that that's really what they've done. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. You either eat it or smoke it or or whatever it is, and it's and they're seeing what happens with brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And then why brain cancer? Have they chosen one type of cancer? No, they've treated... I mean, the, the study the that study? you talked about. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I'll mm. have to look it into it. Because here at One Mind Live, we don't research what we talk about. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we, just, we, just, we just talk. We just talk. That's when we said, Jack, jump on the mic with us. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. we don't need facts. She's don't like, worry about it. Oh, you'll be totally fine. <laughs> because we have opinions. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't have either. <laughs> because you were saying that you, th- you think in, in um, sort of thought forms and emotions. I think, yeah, I've just started thinking recently that that I must take information in in feelings mm-hmm. and therefore it's not necessarily um, easy to then find the way to express that back out if I've got to explain it to somebody because I've kind of just taken it in as a sense, like just... Mm. So you've got to then. So translate. I've just got to, I've just yeah I've got to figure out how to translate it. So I'm in the process of figuring out how that's going to work. Does that feel like a, a really boring, unnecessary step when you wish yeah. you could just mind like yes? What is it? A Vulcan mind meld with somebody that you wish yeah. you could just stick your forehead against theirs and go neener neener neener, and then they would go. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I was I was joking with a girlfriend. I mean, I guess we weren't really joking. We were talking about <laughs> these kinds of matters, and I, and um and I said that yeah, I just didn't think that 
you know, verbal communication was the primary form of communication. And she said, what is Jackie? And I said, telepathy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I agree. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's I why I'm agree. waiting for that day. Yeah. Where I don't have to figure out how to express it. I can just vibe it out to people. Mm-hmm. People need to, um, first of all, accept that they can do it because I mm. think everyone can. I've, ta- mm. I've taught um, sort of how to tap into your psychic ability training for people. And um, it, it's based on the premise that we all have this sense, this ability. And, um, and I think there are animal communicators who've said that when we communicate with an animal, if you've had a dog or a cat or something, even a goldfish, you know, um, you've experienced sort of communicating with them and having them absolutely react in a way that confirms that they understood, even if it's a complex thought. It's not, you know, bring the ball ginger. It's much more complex than it's that. It's much more complex. And this animal communicator said that um, the animals pick up the thought pictures we send out, which begs the question, mm. why are we sending out thought pictures if we can't pick them up too? Mm. Yeah. I, I, I had this theory about um, 20 years ago or something like that. Uh, a friend of mine was having um, a bit of a fight with a friend of hers. Well, she just didn't, she didn't approve of this friend's lifestyle, something that was going on. And so, um, and she would talk to me about it a lot. And uh, I'm like, why haven't, so you've never said anything to this, you know, friend about that? No, 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 no. she just wouldn't want to hear it. Da, da, da. And um, so to the friend, apparently she just acted normal. And um, something happened I don't remember what it was. It was it was she didn't invite her to a party until the last minute or something, and the friend really took offense. And then my friend was saying to me, oh, "She just took offense. Just she said it was just too late to invite her to the party," and and she was really sort of um, upset and felt it was un- totally unjustified that this friend had taken offense like that. And I was like, "But you've been sending out mm. on the psychic airwaves, even though you've been just normal to her." You've been hating on her lifestyle to me. I think the psychic hotline message she got was that she wasn't welcome at that party. Yeah. Yeah. A friend just looked at me like, just the thought that how she'd been feeling and what she'd been saying. Because she was kind of venting to me as a way of kind of getting it off her chest. But that friend picked up every single vibe, I think. Mm. And so when there was finally an external validation of the vibe she'd been picking up, she reacted not to the specifics of the external validation, but to the two years of Mm. heavy vibes that she'd been receiving. And I call it the psychic hotline. And I just think we have two channels at all times that we're communicating with people. Mm. Yeah, The one that can be picked up by the security cameras, and then the one that's on a more subtle and more powerful, I think, level. So maybe that's why you work in film? The visual medium. Yes, yeah. the visual medium. Yeah. And, and also music. Yeah, music yeah. too. Yeah, Steve too. Music and visuals. Everyone yeah. in this room yeah. w- w- manipulates, communicates mm-hmm. via mm. the medium of, of visuals and sound yeah. and yeah, which and is the closest thing to thought pictures that we really have in the in three D reality, mm. right? And how I get my data or my informate my factoids is through actually listening, not mm-hmm. through reading as such. Mm-hmm. So that's my best way of getting factoids, but the rest is... Intuitive? N- yeah, it is that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, I haven't finished reading the book, but there's um, the... 
Andrei Tarkovsky's book. Um, he's a filmmaker, Russian filmmaker mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah, particularly sort of he's got this introductory chapter and in the first few chapters and just talking about the the emotion and the, the communal experience of the expression of the soul that gets communicated through poetry and film being sort of the visual poetry. And, um, yeah, and it was... Oh, there's a lot of beautiful things at the start of that book um, that he was talking about <clears throat> in this introduction. Uh, um, some feedback that he'd got, you know, letters from people who'd, you know, lovers and haters of the, the work that he'd done. And, um, you know, some people incensed and you know how dare you even make a film like that what were you thinking and things and then someone else said oh my god you've just seen into my soul how did you know how did you know the way I've been feeling my whole life and this like this deep connection it just it just it transcends everything you know Mm. and it brings people together and that yeah the 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 you know the the visual the aesthetic but the rhythm of the pacing and the music and they just all come in and just make that contact with the soul and and it's really yeah it's really beautiful his stuff is quite spectacular I haven't watched enough of it but I've come to be quite a fan in just a couple of movies like Solaris and um yeah yeah which is in Solaris oh my goodness you'd love it it's so beautiful but yeah it's a consciousness film oh wow it's Mm -hmm. really special it's really really special and oh and this this predates Kubrick's. I think it was before. Oh, my Probably goodness. Probably inspired it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Might have to put that on my reading list or yeah, my watch list. Yeah, that's fallen through my, my film I history. I think so. Sorry if my facts are wrong here, guys. Could be after, could be before. I think it was... We yeah. don't deal in facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you not get that? <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of... It's just, This is more of an exploration. <laughs> Of potential alternate facts, yeah. but it's an alternate fact universe. I guess it's one of those. Um, uh, well, we had a, a crew screening recently for the film, and I did a bit of an introduction, and um, I won't go through all of that. But I guess I was talking about um, conversations with people. In this example, my grandfather that that unfold over time, and that for most of the conversation, you feel like you're lost and you're kind of gripping on to just keep some semblance of of what you guys are talking about and then you're, you know you're off on tangents you didn't even like notice that you'd gone off on a tangent and just feel lost until the end when things then something is said that just brings everything together and solaris felt and and just that uh and, and just that thing of being patient to allow things to reveal themselves over time in the natural time that it takes for that particular thing to reveal itself mm. and solaris is one of those movies and if you you know if you kind of like fast-paced action it certainly wouldn't be for you but it's one of those ones that just slowly draws you in and and it's quite mesmerizing um you know i guess that exploring of the the human condition and um and suddenly you're in space and and then you realize, oh gosh, right, this is a consciousness film. Like this is big, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, you just don't. I don't think that's a spoiler for people. But it's just something that grows and unfolds over time with the film. By the end of the film, it's just landing on such a deep level that you, you know, just weren't anticipating. But um, I guess his, yeah, got a particular kind of artistry mm-hmm. in film that is not necessarily mainstream, but. Uh, I can see how that would be an influence for you for the portal, mm. because just 
are you aware, I mean, that you just described the, the portal in a way? <laughs> I, I guess so, in the sense of the things coming together yeah, late, in the, late in the piece. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's just, yeah, we've talked about it in the past, this, like, when things are, are, are complex and holistic, how do you, um, how do you reveal all the information so that people can start to paint that picture for themselves, you know? And, and, and in a sense, some of this stuff, we're processing it maybe subconsciously. And so it doesn't really matter even in what order the information is presented in, you know, the, the, the portal, it's, there's a lot of uh, characters in it following a lot of char- different characters' stories. And then there are some sort of um, experts on a global stage, you know, futurist-type people who are giving some insights. And so well, it's a little episodic and things just start to everyone's stories are unfolding individually but then together and yeah it's just yeah, there's like coming of, together over time that's right it's a, it's sort of like the experience is kind of building on itself mm. and and it becomes more and more kind of collective mm. and and sort of pulls you in and it's so tempting to say more about we're not allowed you're not allowed yeah. to <laughs> yeah. Stephen's looking spoiler, at me like spoiler, spoiler alert. he's got his spoiler eyeballs on he's good. <laughs> It's special, that stuff, I guess, but it does, you know, a lot of these things, they require a bit of patience and And just to kind of sit with it and let it do its thing. That's right. And willingness to just kind of just open yourself to a new experience Mm. and everything that, um, I mean, remember in television, there have been sort of different key turning points in the, in, in sort of storytelling and I remember Hill Street Blues, that old mm. cop show, mm. has been widely touted as being the beginning of this new kind of realism in television, and which is hilarious because you go back and watch an episode and go, of Hill what? Street Blues, and it's like, what? <laughs> it's so not sophisticated. Like you know, we've we've advanced so mm. far um, to you know something like The West Wing, where you have characters walking and talking about something that you never find out what they're talking about, but it's about giving you almost a, um, an energetic sense of the vibration mm. between the people that that is part of the story, mm. whereas what actually comes out of their mouths is yeah. not important. Yeah. And it never gets followed up on. So you're watching like a whole conversation that's not about the conversation. So, um, you know, in the way this type of storytelling, like Solaris was you know, an early film to do this mm. it's what james joyce did i think you mm. know in his books i read i read um portrait of the artist mm. and um could not get my head around it until i finally went i'm going to read it as if it's a film boom wow got it okay got wow. it yeah and because of its cut up nature he was talking in in thought pictures and cuts yeah. and and it not even consciously i don't think yeah. but when i when i read it as though I was watching an experimental film, boom, I suddenly got it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and many commentators like Marshall McLuhan mm-hmm. saying Finnegan's Wake mm-hmm. was cinema. Oh, he was oh. actually, he well, actually said similar cinema. things in the 60s saying about uh, Joyce's book. It's, I, I found it impenetrable, mm-hmm. but I wasn't approaching the book from cinema i found it impenetrable until i did that and i had to read it in university for a course so i had to find a way through it yeah and after did you have to do that at university oh yeah yeah oh my god so after banging my head against it numerous (laughs) times it suddenly hit me i don't know whether you know what my higher self whispered felt sorry for me and went cinema imagine it's a movie (laughs) 
because I just went the rhythm of it and that they did it's not normal prose wow. you have to you have to read it on a different level so mm -hmm. there have been lots of leaps forward and people change sort of what we expect from a certain mm -hmm. medium of communication mm -hmm. and I think we will evolve to the point where we we do a dispense with language it'll be a shame because language is a lovely but I think it's like music and painting I think language is a tool of communication but the actual um, what was what Tesla said or not Elon Musk I mean said um, um, signal versus source all right or was it what was it signal signal versus yeah I think that's what it was source being the actual the message and and signal being heart vibration. Oh yeah. my god, that's yeah. such a mind thing. It's so cool. I'm gonna have to scrape some THC off the nearest <laughs> meteorite <laughs> to process that. And on that note, <laughs> I love that you took it back there. <laughs> and it's like it's what like, Jack how was do saying. I shut these guys up. It's like no, it's what you're saying. It's like it yeah. goes all over, them, and then suddenly it all comes together at the end. <laughs> That's yeah. what we do here at One Man Life, yep. bringing it all together. That's right. Yep. Just in time to jump over to our meditation for the week. Okay. All right. Um, thank you, Jackie, thank for being you. with You're us welcome. again. Thanks, guys. All right. See you guys on the other side. See you there.